You are listening to the Boss Experience Podcast, a podcast with conversations about business growth, self-development, and maintaining a mindset to achieve business success. My name is Michelle Davis, and I am a business strategist and coach, and I'm your host. Let's get started. Welcome to another episode of the Boss Experience Podcast. My name is Michelle Davis, and I'm your host. So in case you're wondering, new episodes of the Boss Experience podcast return on January 31st. This week, I'm sharing with you another bonus episode. This is an interview I did with Laquita Monley, host of Laquita's Toolbox. And I'm breaking this interview down into three parts because it's a rather long interview. So this is part two of a three-part series. And in this segment, I'm sharing how I was able to maximize my profit potential in my professional service business. So you definitely want to take notes on this one. And I want you to enjoy the episode. When I first started my business, I did not look within. I didn't value my own strengths and my own experiences and my expertise. I didn't think I was an expert in anything. Here I was with all of this, you know, 20 plus years experience. And, you know, you're talking about experience in my career. Yes. But I also had things that I've done in my personal life, raising kids, you know, things that I overcame that I discounted. So I never Mm. viewed myself as having value. I thought I had to look external to figure out what kind of business I was going to launch. And so, so often we don't get in our head to really kind of map out what we want in Uh a business. And we're looking at Uh everyone else to provide the answers. And so what you're going to end up, if you look outside yourself, is you're going to end up with all these 20 trillion (laughs) business ideas that you can launch. And you don't know if you're going to have the same, same success as the other people, because you haven't really taken the time to really map out what it takes to start this business. Is this a business I really want to start? You know, is this what I envision myself doing? And we were talking about this before we went live. The minute you stop getting excited about what you're doing, it's time to get out. It's time to get out. And you're not creating another job for yourself. You're creating something that is fulfilling. You know, when you think about entrepreneurship in a business, you started a business because you wanted to feel something that you didn't get in traditional employment. Whether for me, it was having a vision that I could take to the finish line, my own vision, because in your job, you're carrying out someone else's vision. Any ideas that you have, you can present them, but then they can get shot down. You have yeah. no control over, over the, the, the game plan. And what's even worse is that your ideas can get shot down, but you're tasked with carrying out the plan. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. you don't, yeah. You don't want to create another job for yourself. You want to create something that is rich and fulfilling. And when I say rich, I don't mean in money. Rich Mm -hmm. in, in, you know, makes you feel good and and it's fulfilling. Yes, Mm -hmm. yes. Hey, if you're enjoying this episode and you know you're ready to take that next step to finally become a professional service provider on your own terms, I want you to consider working with me. When you work with me, I help you start your business the right way from the beginning so you can generate the revenue you desire doing what you love. So head over to ceoblueprintacademy.com. That's ceoblueprintacademy.com to check out the ways you can work with me to get set up for business success right from the start. That's 
CEO, BlueprintAcademy.com. Okay, back to the show. So, you know, you, you mentioned something there at, just a moment ago about the boss within. How can we tap into or to discover those of us that are, you know, that may be transitioning or thinking about transitioning into entrepreneurship, or perhaps they are already an entrepreneur, but treating it more like a job instead of I own this? What, what are some of the things that we can do to identify the boss within and thrive there? That's a great question. So when I first started, um, I, I, you know, I, I think I just said this before, you know, I was hopping into all these different business models. And finally, it dawned on me, you know, it was like, I don't like any of this stuff after I wasted like six months doing different types of businesses, things I saw online. I thought social media was going to be the answer for me to start this business that I decided I was going to start. What I started to do is I started to actually map out what are my strengths? You know, I'm looking within, but what what is it that I really want? And this was after so many flops of things that really didn't fit who I was and what I wanted to do and what my vision was for a business. So I started looking at, well, what what do I enjoy doing? You know, what are my interests? What What do I have expertise in? And this is like not just your hard skills, like from your career, but also your soft skills too. You know, what are you good at? What are your passions? What do you do when you're not working? You know, what are you doing at your job? Not your job title, but, you know, what do you really do? Lay all that out and, and you know, on a piece of paper. And then once you lay all, all of that out, you can look at, you know, in kind of like a second phase of this is, you know, what problems can I solve based on all the skills, all of my expertise, everything, you know, knowledge I already have in my brain you know, what problems can I solve for people? And don't discount things that you've overcome too. Maybe your household, you know, for some reason, you know, everybody in your household was laid off. I know we saw that a lot in COVID. And and maybe you discovered couponing and you learned how to save your family, you know, hundreds of dollars and you survive. I mean, that is a skill. Couponing is a, is a science. <laughs> and so, and that's just an example, but you know, you have people that are sitting on skills and they think that it's only the skills that they learned on their job or that you have to look outside for those skills. And you want to come into your business with your expertise and the credibility that you've built, you know, all the years that you've worked on developing that expertise. And then you want to refine that list and scratch out anything you're like, I don't know. Nah, I don't see myself doing that. No, I don't like that. No, that's, that's not really, I, I did it. I was, but that's not really my passion anymore. So scratch all that, all anything out that you can't envision yourself doing. And then you want to take it into a different phase, that same list, once you've scratched everything out and you want to look at what services can I offer and who am I offering these services to? Who needs these services? You know, now that I know what problems I can solve, how can I solve these problems by an, with an actual product or service? You know, some people go straight to coaching, but they really haven't thought out the back end. You know, everything doesn't have to be coaching. You know, there's so many ways to solve problems. And so you really want to think through what kind of service can I really provide to help people solve solve this problem? And one quick thing I want to go back a little bit and talk about when you're thinking about the problems, get into, you know, not just the minor problems. Think about yourself having a headache. And I'm using headaches as an example because my daughter suffers from migraines. And we're always looking at what is a level one headache versus a level 10. When you're helping people and you think about that problem, 
you want people that have a level 10 problem, you know, Mm. something that they have urgency to solve. You don't want to develop a service or a product around some, you know, something that where people aren't really in, they're not suffering. They're not, they're like, I'm okay. (laughs) You know, I don't really need that. You develop services that can really help people where people can say, I need that service. Oh, I need that product. Yeah. So it's like, you know, through this process, you, you've, uh, you're identifying, discovering the boss within. So I'm, I'm identifying and believing and accepting every gift and every talent, everything that I'm good at. It's, you know, and that, that really causes a, a person to stop devaluing what they bring to the table and who they are. It's like, I have to value me. I have to know my value, know my worth. And every single thing that I do is amazing. I love that you use the example of couponing because, you know, it takes a skill set for that. Like that's financially savvy and you're bringing great value to your family and can bring great value to other people's families because not everybody knows how to do it. It sounds easy, but it's not easy. And the ability to teach other people how to do it and they can see those instant savings you know, you bless some people, you know, big families, small families, single people, like that truly is a gift and a skill set. And we can't devalue what we have. And then the the second thing that, that comes to mind out of what you've said is once I've done that, then how can, once I've identified that within myself and I accept it, then how can I take that to the masses? Like, how can I take that and then use it as a business because it's something that I'm passionate about. It's something that I'm good at. And I can teach it to others so that I can earn income. But even now, what you're telling me too is niche that down. We always talk about niching it down and getting really specific to people who that is a level 10 problem for them and not being just a general solution that maybe I'll get to you if and when I have that problem. But how do you narrow in and find the people who that is a level 10 problem for them and you are an immediate solution for them and, you know, present yourself in a way that you are the solution. Your brand, your business is the solution. So they don't need to look any further. Right. And so you're taking that list and you're really refining it down to that, to one business idea that you're going to, you know, that's what you're going to pursue. And then in that, the last thing you want to do is you need to vet out the idea. You can't just assume, okay, I I went through this whole process. I came up with this idea. I'm going to make money now. You know, you need to vet it out. (laughs) You need to make sure that there's money to be made with this idea, right? And you do that by conducting market research. And this this is a step that so many people, they step, they, they ignore it. They just jump into things. They're not really looking at you know, is there really a market for it? Because they saw, they see something online and they think, oh, that person has so many followers. There's so many people listening to them and they just take an idea and run with it. And you need to look at, um, you know, how many people are searching for this item? It does, is this solving a level 10 problem? You know, mm-hmm. who's looking for this item? Who is this, this item really provide a solution to? Decide all of that, then you can package it up and look at your the competitors. Who else is selling this solution? And the one thing you want to do, too, when you're looking at your market research is you want to look for gaps. You need to know who your competitors are and what gaps there are in the market, Mm -hmm. because the gaps is where, you know, people, their problems are not being solved. And that is, you know, and that is how you package everything up. You know, you focus on those gaps, you focus on what people are looking for, and you make sure you vet it out. You've got to research, you got to do research, you got to plan. All of this is planning. 
And and then once you do all of this, then you get a coach. <laughs> so you're sharing some amazing gems right there. Like <laughs> that right there, that's helpful. That is really helpful. Mm-hmm. I had a, an, 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 yeah. a sister this week ask me, she told me what it was she wanted to do, but what she wants to do is so broad. And so she was like, yeah, but I don't want to get started until I know how to do it. And so my question to her was, what part of this massive industry do you want to do? It's broad. So break it down and then you can do the research. And so she was like, well, I found all of these different you know, places that where I can go and learn, but it's going to cost me. It's going to cost you number one. Yeah. <laughs> but are you sure that that particular person can teach you what you want to know about the specific area in the industry that you want to do? And so her last one of the last things that she said that we talked about was how do you do the research? Like when you say research, yes, Google is your friend, but you've mm-hmm. got to know where to go. And, and if you haven't niched it down to a specific audience, you're going to spend a lot of time and a lot of energy spinning your wheels that generally ends up in frustration and aggravation because market research is key and patience is key as well. So let's say, for instance, I'm your client and I've told you that I want to sell the wonderful widget and the wonderful widget. I want to specifically sell it to housewives between the ages of 35 and 45. With specifics like that, how could I begin my research on the best way to sell the wonderful widget? There's a few There's a few ways. Um, first, we d- dive deep into what does the wonderful widget do? <laughs> what does it do? What problem is it solving? Um, and then we look at like who else is selling that type of service? And then what you want to do is you want to look at who's who are they connected to? You know, where are they advertising? And there's tools to do that. Software tools like SimilarWeb is one tool. You can look at a website and you can see where they're getting their traffic from. And then you also look at who's following them on social media and you connect with those same people as well. And then you look at how people are searching for things. It's one thing to go to Google, but there's other mm-hmm. tools like Uber suggests. There's other tools like uh, Google has a keyword planner tool where you can kind of look at who's buying a particular product. Facebook inside of the business interface, you know, do some market research there as well. And then also answer the public. And I like answer the public because you can actually uh, see the specific questions people are asking. But I would definitely start when I'm looking at the wonderful widget is I want to see who else is solving that same problem. Um, Because I want to look at my messaging. I want to make sure Mm -hmm. I can tap into that same market. And remember, Mm -hmm. I talked about gaps, right? What gaps are these other competitors? What where are their gaps? Who are they missing? You know, what target population are they missing? And that is what I would focus on. Who they're connected to? Who are their who are their followers? Are they involved in any Facebook groups that I can also get into? And you know, look at your competitors, break them down, and see you know, who they are, where are they getting traffic from on their website? You know, how are they being found? And you deep dive deep into who's following them and kind of and look at their messaging, look at what people are asking for. And then I would say also you could run some ads and mm-hmm. you can, you know, do that in terms of the, in the form of a poll where you're running ads, depending on how big your competitor is, you can run ads to to their audience directly. So it's all about, you know, what problem you're solving because there's no cookie cutter approach to market Mm -hmm. research. So you, it's all about really looking at the the big problem you solve and really kind of breaking down your strategy for vetting that product out. 
And that's what I help my clients do with, you know, my programs. Those that are listening to us on the live and will catch it on the replay, that five minutes probably saved you $50,000. No joke. (laughs) The number could probably be bigger and a lot of time just by understanding the tools that you need in order to do the research. And that's just a couple of the tools. You want to know more tools. You got to make sure you connect with Michelle. That's what you want to do. Because literally she has given you, just bless you with some free information right there. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Boss Experience Podcast. I hope you enjoyed that episode and I hope you came away from that episode with a lot to reflect on. And just as a reminder, you can always visit ceoblueprintacademy.com to see how you can work with me. So with that being said, that concludes this episode. Thank you once again for tuning in. And I can't wait for you to tune in to another episode of the Boss Experience Podcast. New episodes of the Boss Experience Podcast return in January 2023. Take care and be well. Hey, it's Michelle here from the Boss Experience Podcast. Not too long ago, my identity was stolen, but not the way you think. What they wanted was access to my Facebook advertising account. They posted inappropriate content on my personal Facebook page and got my account shut down by Facebook. And the crazy thing is, while my account was shut down, somehow the identity thieves were able to access my ad account, add fake credit cards, run ads, and even make sales all while I was fighting with Facebook to get my personal account and ad account restored. This situation could have easily been catastrophic. The crazy thing is, I had no clue this was happening because Facebook locked me out of my account. All I have to say is when things happen like this, it's good to know ID Shield can help. They not only alert you if there is a problem, but they help you restore your identity to pre-theft status. So whether you are protecting your business, yourself, or your entire family, ID Shield has your back. So if you want your identity protected, Visit phenomenalboss.com and click the ID Shield tab on the page to select the identity protection plan that works for you. And ID Shield is a subsidiary of Legal Shield, so they know a little thing or two about keeping you and your personal information safe. Now back to the episode. Thank you for tuning in to the Boss Experience Podcast. Don't forget to leave a review for this episode and tune in next time.